so often kids are being sent into the world and they are not ready for it. And mm-hmm. so I always say, you know, invest your time, your, your money, your emotions and your mental capacities now invest them now. So you don't have to spend them later in repairs. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host here. And let me share with you, I've got an incredible guest for you. Not only is she a mom of four, she is an incredible family life and leadership coach. And she helps families build courage, respect, and wisdom into their DNA. And I'm going to tell you more about her in a moment, but I want to say hi first. Hey, Nelly, how you doing? We've got Nelly Harden with us today. Hello, hello, hello. It's so good to be here. Nice to have you. Oh my goodness. It's so great to uh, see you on my camera. I haven't, I haven't seen you or talked to you for a while. So it's great to have you on the podcast. So let me just share a little bit more with our audience about you. We mentioned that you're a family life and leadership coach, and you're really helping families really build that courage, respect, and wisdom into their DNA. So what that does is then elevate their family experiences and set their kids up for a wildly successful future, which is great because that's going to be full of greatness and respect, and it's going to be full of courage and all sorts of great things. So you have uh, four daughters, which is awesome. And you've homeschooled them for the last seven years, which is incredible. (laughs) And I say that with a, oh my gosh, you're amazing. (laughs) So we can dive into that more in a minute. But your background is you have a degree in biology, psychology, and you know that the best way to help the world is through one living room at a time, which I absolutely love. So not only that, but I know it's not in your bio, but I'm going to say it anyways, that you are the host of the wildly successful 6570 Family Project podcast. You want to share with us a little bit about the podcast? What's it all about? Um, yeah. So our podcast is all about helping parents, uh, put in the practices, the tactics, the skill sets, mindsets, it's teaching the parent how to then turn around and teach their child because the parent is really the, I call parents, the architects of the home, right? They're family mm-hmm. architects. We, our job is literally to build the beginning of someone else's life. And so, um, as the highest, uh, impact or as the highest influencer in your child's life, you really are their biggest guide and teacher as well. So I, I teach parents to then turn around and be that high impact, high influencer for their child in order to get them ready during this. Um, I really work a lot during the second half of childhood, but the first uh, part of childhood primes the second half. Right. And so we are just like driver's education, right? You just don't decide to one day to get in a car. You have to go through the class. You have to go through the actual driving for a while, get those experiences so that when you are out on the road and you're all on your own, you have all of those experiences to fall back on and know what to do. And that's what we're doing during the second half of childhood as well. So we're really setting them up in order to have that confidence, respect, and wisdom that they can have going into their adult space. I love it. Um, now I'm going to share with uh, what I learned when we were working on your podcast was the 6570. So that comes from, that's how many days you have from the time your child is born until the time they turn 18. Is that correct? Yes. Oh that is gosh. how many days I know it is so crazy. Actually, 
Um, one of the people I mentor, um, a young woman, uh, she just gave birth a couple of weeks ago. I've mentored her for several years now. And, um, I was, I was with her in the delivery room and she had a daughter. And so I was just looking at this little, you know, this little six pound, eight ounce nugget. And I was like, Oh, this is your day one. This is your day one. (laughs) And, um, so it's been funny because we have them over at least once a week, but every week they come over the dad who we also mentor. Uh, anyway, he's over, he's like, okay, so how many days do we have left? (laughs) She just turned two weeks old, like two days ago. And it it was just really funny. And I was like, okay, all right. Be intentional with every day, you know? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just love the name of your show. And I love that. that It's like, you pulled that out. I was like, cause that, when you said that, I was like, Holy smoke. So like, that's, I mean, my, when my oldest is like going on half of that now, like, wow, like crazy. And that's already halfway there. Like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know it goes by so fast. And, you know, the differences between that first half, I I call that, um, it happens like eight, nine, 10, this transition, Mm -hmm. right. And there's no black and white line, but I call it the great transition because there is such a difference between the first half of parenting and the first Mm -hmm. half of that childhood to the second half. And, uh, when we really start to understand, um, that we have such a limited time left, over half of it is usually gone. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty important. I always recommend that people, you know, go and ask or, or look up or figure out how many days it's been since their birth date and then, su- um, subtract that from, or uh, take 65, 70 minus that number. And you'll figure out how many days you have left. And it really puts you in a better <laughs> mind frame of, do I really want to get in that power struggle? Do I really want to, you know, just let that slide? Do I really want to do this? And it helps you be more intentional. Amazing. I love it. So for our parents that are listening, listening at home and they're like, I love what you're up to in this, this idea of us being the architect of the family. What would be the first couple of steps for us parents to start taking to really like take ownership in that idea of being the architect for the family? Well, as the architects, right, what do architects do? They plan and they design and they build. And so when, so I'm a very visual person. So I'm going to tell you a story um, about, (laughs) so I really look at it like this. And every time I see this, I always like in my head pan to a a cartoon of this happening. And, um, but you can't, so you just can listen to me. And um, so imagine that there is a family you can very much relate to this, um, Michelle. So imagine there's a family living by the shore, right? In the first half of parenting, um, the parent is going to be building a boat on the shore for that child, right? They can help the child helps every once in a while, of course, and this and that, but the parent is really pouring everything that they have into that boat to build it for them. Okay. And then when they're going through this great transition, this halfway through childhood, and like I said, it's not black and white. It's not a certain day, right? It happens gradually. You, you get that boat with your child and carry it down to the water and put the boat in the water. Child gets in the boat and you're still on shore. There's a rope that can, that um, uh, keeps the two of you connected. That rope mm-hmm. is 6,570 feet long, okay? <laughs> and you are holding that rope and that rope is made out of truth and trust because without it, you aren't going to be able to help one another, right? Mm-hmm. And so the child is in the boat 
they are gaining a respect for their surroundings. They're gaining mm-hmm. a respect and independence of themselves. They're gaining that appreciation and value of themselves, which is what self-esteem is. That's the definition of self-esteem mm-hmm. is value and appreciation of themselves. They're learning how to trust themselves, uh, learning about their instincts. Um, they're having storms out there and figuring out what to do. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, the parent that's on the shore, sometimes we need to bring that rope in, right? Something happened. We need to help. We need to step in. Sometimes we need to take a leap of faith and let a lot of rope out and let them, uh, you know, deal with things out there. And then we check in with them, right? By the end of the 6570, they have the whole rope, right? You, you've passed it along. They have the whole mm-hmm. rope and now they're off on their journey. It doesn't mean that they won't come back and say hi. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can't call them on the, on the phone or whatever, but they are off on their own journey and you are not that highest impact, highest influence person in their life anymore. Um, you're definitely up there, but you're not that person anymore, right? You, that role of, uh, childhood is in the past. And so during this time, you are, you're planning for that time coming up. You're designing what that's going to look like. And the, the first part of, um, of childhood you're building for them. And the second half you're building with them and it's a partnership. So depending on, you know, everyone who's listening, where you are in that childhood parenthood journey, it just depends on what you're going to be doing. Are, are we partnering with, right? Are we, are we learning how to have those those conversations that inevitably are uncomfortable and awkward, you know, sometimes about what's happening with a friend at school, what's happening with their test scores, what's happening when they go in their room and they're just being super, um, you know, caged up inside all of these things. If they can't talk to us, then who are they going to talk to? And if we're not the one that is going to help them and partner with them and guide them into their adulthood, who is, and that's the, that's the bigger question because there's a line of people out there that are like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. said every influencer along the way, but is that the best person that is going to guide them to their confidence, respect, and wisdom of themselves so that they can be the young man, young woman, um, that they are meant to be before they go into adulthood. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So amazing. I just love, I love that. Uh, you're creating this space for parents to kind of, uh, you know, I love what you said, partnership. That was the one thing that stuck out to me in that creating a partnership with you and your kids. It's not something that we hear a lot of. It's more like, you know, um, I was just having an, a conversation with two dad podcasters and they talk about like how the father figure used to be authoritative, right? And mm-hmm. now it's now it's like a partnership rather than a, an authority kind of um, figure. So sh- share with me a little bit more about the partnership idea. Yeah. So I really do look at a family as a team, right? And so uh, we are growing, we are building together, we are learning together, giving space to learn from your kids is so important. Those are, they're, they're smart little firecrackers, right? Um, In my family, one of the things that we did is we started a company together, all six of us, you know, my husband and I and our four kids and they were young. That was back in 2018. Now they're 12, 14, 14, 16. Um, But that was, four years ago, um, that we started that. But what that did is when we were coming up with logos, everyone came up with ideas. When we were speaking at events, everybody spoke, right? And so it gave them a platform to level up to, right? They just Mm -hmm. weren't a kid to be, you know, I I don't think very much anymore. It is, you know, kids are to be seen and not heard, you know, type thing, (laughs) but there still is, 
almost more so in some ways, like they're a kid, just, you know, just let them be a kid, which I totally agree, but just letting them be a kid doesn't mean diminuating their, um, their capacities, right. Mm -hmm. Um, letting them actually fill up the space that they can be in both uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. that is amazing, um, to be able to see them come into their own. And so, um, yeah, the, the partnership being having those conversations, having that connection, having that truth and trust, and it's going to be challenged. It, I, I have yet to ever meet a parent child duo that trust and truth were never challenged, right? Right. It is going to be, but having the, um, the commitment to always repair it, always go back to it, always be honest and vulnerable when, when there has been a, a break in there. Um, by both parties, right? And that's what you have to do in a partnership. So a family as a team, the parents are the captains, right? Um, but it doesn't mean that you don't listen to the other teammates, right? You you follow what the captains are saying. They are ultimately in charge, but a team has to be able to work together in order to get to wherever you're going. And in the parenting journey, we are getting them from you know where they're born or come into our lives into a place that they have, they are at their full capacity to go out and take on the world. And right now, so often parents are not on purpose. It's I, I, I truly do believe that parents do the best they can with what they know mm-hmm. um, most of the time, but so often kids are being sent into the world and they are not ready for it. And mm-hmm. so I always say, you know, invest your uh, time, your, your money, your fine, um, your, well, your um, emotions and your mental capacities now invest them now. So you don't have to spend them later in repairs and repenting of something that happened or repaying something that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's so many stories after stories, after stories, you know, I lived it myself. Um, I, I help people that they're living it right now of people that were not ready to go into and get the, the free keys that come with 18 (laughs) years old. Right. And then something happened and now they have to spend, they have to spend their emotions. They have to spend, you know, shame and guilt. They have to spend um, their mental capacity. Sometimes a lot of times they have to spend their money um, Mm -hmm. much more so than if we would have been able to prepare them before they left home. Mm. That's so powerful. And are you finding that there's more and more kids that are not ready that are going out there in the world? Yeah. And do you think that's because parents are so busy now working and in like much more so than back in like, you know, 20 years ago? You know what? I, I find it interesting because Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, 40 years ago, 60 years ago, every generation has their own thing, right? Right. (laughs) I think, um, you know, the, uh, baby boomers, so to speak, you know, their parents were preoccupied, you know, so you have Mm -hmm. some parents that are just preoccupied with everything happening in the world. Then there's generations of parents that are just hiding, right? Right. There, there, if there's an issue, we're just gonna, we're just not going to talk about that. (laughs) If we don't talk about it, then it's not (laughs) happening. (laughs) Right. And then, uh, Judy down the street won't be coming on my door and handing me a casserole to talk about it or anything. (laughs) And so all of these things, and then, yeah. And then we have the busy, right. 
busy parents Mm -hmm. and it's, it's gotten to a point that I am just so exhausted, right? We're taking in, especially now we have world events happening. We have pandemic Mm -hmm. still stuff that we're dealing with it. The last few years have been exhausting, but those parents, which rightfully so are exhausted with all the drama that's happening, that they're like, I cannot even deal with my kids teen and tween Mm. drama right now. It is, it is way too much. They'll figure it out on their own, but here's the thing, building your, your self-esteem, building your love and belonging, building your confidence, respect, and wisdom. Those are not things that inherently come. Mm -hmm. They are things that have to be built into the process, right? Just like a home. If you have, if you're in a forest and there's a storm and a bunch of wind blows, there's not a house that's constructed at the end, right? Mm -hmm. It actually has to be built and with uh, purpose and intention And that's what we have to do in parenting. It won't just inherently come. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it does, it doesn't come until way later. And it's (laughs) after many, 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 many hard lessons, which then brings a whole host of, you know, (laughs) luggage and and baggage that come with it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I can only imagine. Can you give us like two or three quick little tips on how parents can help build that in their relationships right now with our kids uh, before they're leaving the house unprepared. How can we prepare them in a few little tips here? (laughs) Yeah. One of the biggest things I would say is uh, with power struggles. Power struggles are so easy today um, to have, right? Because parents are a little bit on edge. Kids are really on edge and they Mm -hmm. say something and then the parents say something and it's like, Reminds me of the butter battle book, Dr. Seuss, when I was a kid, right? And so there's this power struggle there. And you have to, as the parent, which is really hard sometimes, but you have to be able to drop that rope. Now, I'm not talking about the truth, trust rope. That's a different, yeah. rope. but drop the power struggle rope, right? Drop the rope and pull up a chair and just listen. And they might go on mm. and they might rant and they might say things that make no sense at all, but they just really want to be heard and seen and given mm. space. And so if you can do that for them, you are breaking down walls that you didn't even know existed sometimes. And those are really thick walls. They just want to be seen and heard and given space. And once you give that, let them, I mean, if they go on for 20 minutes and let's just be like, okay, all right. So is that everything? I just want to make sure you have, you know, space to give everything. Okay. Well, now can, can I have a few words, right? And you're calm, you're sitting, you're not a towering above them, right? You're mm-hmm. eye to eye. This is a partnership, remember, and you are the captain, but you are helping your, your teammate. You're helping your, your son or daughter. So that's definitely one. Just whenever you feel that a power struggle welling up in you, just drop the rope, pull up a chair. I, that's always <laughs> something I, I say, um, when behaviors are happening, especially between siblings, um, or with school, or, uh, we had an instance last night when, uh, one of our daughters, uh, she's in geometry and she was just like getting all worked up and angsty. And so I tell my husband, you know, look, you have to, you see the behavior, but the behavior is the end product of like 
four different um, pieces of a mind cycle that are happening, right? Mm-hmm. You have to look behind the behavior. So yeah. if you could literally, you know, you're seeing the front of them and they're doing this behavior and you could figuratively in your mind, you just take yourself, float over them and look out, you know, go in back of them and say, wait a second, what's behind this behavior that's happening. I know she's not, you know, super upset because she got this one problem wrong, right? There's other things happening. There's comparison. There is perfectionism. There is competitiveness. There Mm -hmm. is, um, all of these other things that are happening there. So go behind the behaviors, And then my last one would just be really be intentional with the days and try to put a, even if it's a drop, even if crazy things are happening in the world outside of just your home, or Mm -hmm. even if there's, it feels like there's a lot of chaos inside the home, bring some joy in every day and have a big belly laugh. Like just do something totally goofy. If that, if, (laughs) if that's what it's going to be and everyone is so solemn and, and it's really bad just get up and start dancing, like do whatever to make, just have fun every single day. And it reminds them that no matter what, there's joy in the world and there's joy to be found. So those would definitely be three of my top. Those are amazing three tips. And it's funny. I was talking to someone the other day where they said, you know, imagine yourself in a rowboat. You got to get yourself in a rowboat, row out to where your kid is with the hot chocolate in the hand and the blanket and hunger down and be like, okay, <laughs> what's happening? Yep. <laughs> and that reminded me of what you said, pull up a chair and sit down. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it makes it more on that teamwork, teamwork level than the authority kind of level yes. and hovering over them. You know, I think that this really makes a lot of sense for, this day and age, right? Yes. And I love your team aspect too, right? Like it's about teamwork. And if you don't mind me sharing, I saw something you posted on social media a few, a uh, few weeks ago where you ha- took a bunch of girls on a camping trip. And one of the things they, that you guys asked them to do was put their phones in a, in a basket and feel free to share this story. Cause I'm, I'm just sharing what I saw on social media, <laughs> but I would, the reason I'm bringing it up is because the reaction of them putting those phones away was a lot different than probably what most of us would have expected. So can you just share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I serve in the community and with several, several, um, young women, uh, all between, um, like 10 and, and 18. And we were on a trip and that is the first thing we asked them to do. Parents know it too. And we have them all put their, their phones in a basket and, what I love about it is the relief that they feel when they put that phone in a basket. Mm -hmm. It isn't resentment. It isn't, Oh, are you serious? Or, Oh, let me just like do one more Instagram post or like Mm -hmm. none of that. Um, they put it down and you can just literally see the weight fall off of them. And I had discussions with them about this. And what I found so fascinating is they're yearning to have boundaries around Mm -hmm. their phones. They felt like their phones, and this was their word, not mine. They Mm -hmm. felt like their phone was a boulder around their ankle. They can't get rid of it. They can't, um, like disassociate from it. They always have to be checking it until somebody outside of them says, nope, we're not doing any phones right now. And they're like, Oh, really? So it's not my decision. Right. Mm. And that's the thing when, when we're parenting and when we're mentoring and all of this stuff, what we are teaching them 
the whole purpose is so that they can then turn around and be that themselves, right? It's the whole principle of the you are statements that you make with your children become the I am statements later, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we're teaching teaching them how to have boundaries around their social media, around their phones, texting and all of this, then later on, they're like, oh, I remember how I felt then. You know what? I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to put mm-hmm. some good, healthy boundaries around this for myself so that I can feel this, this, uh, you know, refreshment, refreshment and all of that. So yeah, uh, a lot of kids are really yearning for their parents to make some boundaries. So in my home phones go up at six, Mm -hmm. I have a behind me, there's a little green box back there (laughs) and it's the phone box and there's uh, six chargers that come out of it so that everyone, uh, by the time they get their phones back in the morning, which is 11 AM. So 11 to six are phone hours in my house. And it doesn't mean they're on it for seven hours. Um, It just means that's when they can be. And they're on it for like a half hour um, about that. And um, so it, And why 11? Because they don't need to be on it first thing in the morning. I don't want them waking up and being like, did did I get enough likes? Did I get enough this? Or, you know, what did so-and-so say? I don't, Mm -hmm. I want them to actually have a morning where they're thinking about other things. And then six o'clock, because I don't want it to be right before bed either. Plus that is our, our family time six to nine every single night. So, um, yeah. And I told that to the kids and we were all on a bus. We were on a bus for 21 hours, (laughs) um, over, uh, like a 50 hour thing. It was, it was insane. So kids on the bus, because my husband and I, and all four of our kids happened to be on this trip and they were calling from the back of the bus. You only let them have phones for seven hours a day. (laughs) These were all sixth grade boys that were all saying this. And it was just so funny. And we were like, yep, that's how it is. You know? And they're like, whoa, you know, (laughs) but the, the older ones, especially the older young women who were in eighth to 12th grade, they were like, wow, that's kind of cool. Like mm. I, I have my phone in my room all night long and I hear the, um, the ding oh, and gosh. all of this and notifications. And so they feel like they have to go check it one, two, three in the morning. Oh, I'm like, oh no, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, sleep must be so impacted by that too. Yeah. Right. And thank you for sharing that. I just want, I think that that would be really beneficial for our audience to hear, um, just that sense of relief. Cause that's not what I was expecting to read when I read that, <laughs> Thought you were going to get all sorts of like, you know, put up fights, put up about them being taken away. So interesting. No, they loved it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so I think that's a good reminder for us adults too, to take some away time from our devices too. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need them 24 <laughs> seven, neither do our kids. So no, no. yeah, well, Nelly, this has been so awesome uh, having you on here. If you, any last words for our parents before we let you go and where can we find more information about you? Um, well, you can all, you can find me on nellyharden.com. Uh, so N E L L I E H A R D E N.com. And I have everything there. So you can find my social links there on Instagram and Facebook. And I have a wonderful, um, free, uh, private community for parents. It's called the family architects club, and it is a private club for parents, um, as they are going through, especially the second half of childhood. So, um, anyway, you can find me there and then, yeah, last words would just be 
be intentional. Remember that you are partnering with them. You are teaching them how to, this is life education, life ed, drivers at life ed, <laughs> right? So we are partnering with them in order to give them the, the experiences, the uh, confidence, wisdom, and respect in order to go into adulthood with. And it takes more than just a little bit. It takes a, a long time, which is why we start now. But I love what you said too, by doing that, that stuff now is going to help you without the, uh, having to do the repairing later on. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Which if you're tired now, that's even worse later. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, Nelly. You're amazing. And we can't wait to talk to you again. Blissful parents go out there, have an amazing week. Make sure you connect with Nelly. You can also listen to her podcast, 6570 family project, and also head on over to nellyhardin.com and find out more about it and see you in the architects club. So I'll be joining it too. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Take care guys. See you then. Thank you for listening to the blissful parent podcast for complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at the blissful parent.com.